What's going on, family? Welcome to the 58th episode of the American Entrepreneur Podcast, and we're going to talk about the sub-dom relationship of spiritual gurus in depth with your host, Angelo Reyes. You're telling the truth about the fucking sub-dom relationship of gurus. Listen, listen. I was explaining this to a buddy, and I'm going to flesh it out for you. Imagine we got a guy sitting on stage. This dude's in cloaks, and he looks happier than ever. His face is just flushed. It's just just so much joy. And then there's people sitting in the crowd, and these people are sitting at his feet. And he's propped up, and he's a white robe on a cream stair, on a cream staircase, sitting there jacking off. And the people are sitting in the crowd. And these people are sitting there, and they're going... How does he stay so happy? How does he do that? How is he in that state of enlightenment all the time? And he's just like, I got the secret if you guys want it. And they're like, yes, master. Yes, guru. What's the secret? And he's just like. And he busts. (laughs) And all the people in the crowd, he's just like enlightened. They're like, yes. Fuck. So they all feel like they're smart because they're learning. And he feels like he's smart because people are paying him for him to beat off on stage in front of them. So the archetypal story of, well, well let me take it. Let me do it. Let me take a religious example. Uh, do you guys get educated enough to where you realize how helpful religion is? Until you get there, we don't got to talk. All right, we'll take one religion, one com- the most common. We'll say Christianity, at least in the U.S., okay? What is the Jesus story? It's a story of a man who became enlightened and then came back so that he could help everybody else get enlightened. This whole spiritual take that you reaching a state of your personal enlightenment is the definition of spiritual is I call absolute motherfucking horseshit bro horseshit horse motherfucking shit and i want all the gurus to listen to this because i'll fuck man i'll fuck your guys's face don't fucking sit here and fuck with me don't play with me don't play with these people like that don't manipulate these goddamn people like that because at the end of the day all you're doing is focusing on your self-narrative when you're reaching for enlightenment What is the story of the Buddha? It's a story about a guy who him and his buddies went and looked for this secret guru to teach them to be enlightened. And they didn't find him and they all went their own ways. And then Siddhartha, uh, essentially, you know, Buddha, the guru, the real guru, so to speak, whatever that means, he finds the guru. He finds the secret guru. Buddha finds the guru. And what does the guru say to him? The guru says, stop looking for enlightenment. You're a dumbass. Basically. (laughs) Basically, he says, stop looking for enlightenment. He finds the ultra guru, and that's what he says. And he gives up his, his search for enlightenment. And then he becomes enlightened. Ha, plot twist. I don't know if that makes any sense. Enlightenment is a weird fucking theory. So a person looking for enlightenment is a sub, and a person teaching enlightenment is a dom. That's all you necessarily need to know. 
There's a person who is not accepting of themselves, who's going and looking for their missing puzzle piece that they believe will complete who they are. And then there's a person who believes that they are complete and that other people are incomplete and that they can give them that completeness because they're so right in their worldview and their their take on life that they can save these people. It's the guru complex, maybe something like a hero complex. And then you have, you know, the learner complex, maybe something like a victim complex. So let me tell you, neither of these people smart. The person beating off on stage or the person sitting on the stage having to come hit him in the face and, and ask him for more advice. Neither of these people is smart. They both feel like they're a genius, but neither of these people is fucking smart. These people are both the farthest thing from what you'd consider enlightened. So in business, there's the world of business, the world of coaching, the world in general is built off of subdom relationships. It's not built off of the details. The details are there to compose the subdom relationship, right? So essentially, you have people with the question subs and you have people with answer doms those are the two types of people and you know everything in between whatever on this planet so you have the subs that spend their life looking to complete themselves and you have the doms spending their life believing that they're completing people and this is pretty much the world from the ground up or top down i guess however you want to see it And so we search for enlightenment. You know, we do weird things like this. As a submissive part of our psyche. You know, that's Eve. That's the bitch. That's the girl. Looking for the apple to go take a bite out of. Alright? That's what we have. At the end of the day. So a lot of uh, sales teachers, spiritual... All those people could have summed up everything that I learned from them by saying... By saying, hey, you're being a submissive person by walking around looking for the answers to questions. You should just stop doing that, whatever you do. Like, the guru told Siddhartha, he's like, hey, bro, you should honestly just, like, stop doing the thing you're doing. Where you're walking in circles looking for some theoretical enlightenment. You should just stop doing that. So if you found the guru, which you don't need, and you wanted to know it, He needed to tell you, which you didn't need to be told, because it's already true. What the guru would tell you is, hey, uh, stop looking for enlightenment. You're making yourself weak. Now, not saying that it doesn't build character. I'm saying by looking for enlightenment, you're making yourself weak. The things that you look for are things that you assume you can't find. So you only look for things in the dark because it's dark. You wouldn't call it looking for it if you just walked in the room and grabbed it. You'd call that go-getting it. You don't claim to go get enlightened in this weird way. You claim to go look for enlightenment. I'm going to find enlightenment, blah, blah, blah. 
or people say I'm going to become enlightened. Maybe that even be a better goal than saying I'm going to look for enlightenment. Maybe you're going to say I'm going to become enlightened is a better thing than that. And then saying I am enlightened and then above that would be enlightenment just is. Would be above that. But no, we're unenlightened and we need to sit in the stage and let, you know, someone bust on all of our eyes and bask in watching them be happy because we are salivating at the mouth with unfulfilled desire of the happiness that this person in front of us has. And we think just like the beggars and the religious stories that if we drop to the guru's feet, if we could just touch a cell of his skin, that we could have that happiness that they have because we deem ourselves unable to have that form of happiness already in and of ourselves. And so I pose you a question, a difficult moral question that you're going to it's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. So a person who's lost hope says, "You know what? I want hope." And a little birdie comes along and says, "I'll give you hope for $10." And they give them $10. We'll call them a therapist or whatever. But I don't know. All right. So let's say they give them hope. They say, you know what? Here's how your life acts. And they give them hope. But what if the therapist made that shit up on the spot? What if the therapist is just really good at making up hope on the spot? What if the therapist actually lied on purpose just to get $10? But what if that person still has hope? The question is... Did the con artist help the person or not? Which begs the question, can con artists move you up higher in an energy scale? Which begs the question, if a guru puts you up higher on an energy scale, does that make them not a con artist? Which begs the question, can you be in such a low energy state that the only people who can help you is con artists? Which begs the question, are the people who go to gurus just people in such a low energy state that they need a con artist to boost them up to the next level? Because that person who was given false hope could use that energy, go out, be like, you know what? I'm feeling fucking great. Attract a bunch of women, have the winner effect, go ham and work, and then become super successful, and then come back to that person and say, you know what? What you said changed my life. For the guru, who now doesn't have all this cash or whatever, to be like, you know what? I barely remember you, but the memory I do have of you, I made that shit up on the spot to make you feel better because I needed $10. There's the dilemma that you're faced with. So what did the sub become dom now? They're like, ah, it's just a person in a low energy state trying to get to the next energy state. You will not find a real spiritual book that gives you the advice to go look for gurus for the rest of your life. You will not find spirit. If it's not accessible to every person in every moment, it's not spirituality. If you have to go get it from somebody, it is not yours. If you have to go get it from somebody, it's not yours and it never was and it never will be. So if you need somebody to answer the question that's so desperately on your mind, 
And you need that question. You're never going to actually get the answer to the question because your desperate need for it assumes that you don't already have it, which creates your quest to go look for it. So the story of Siddhartha is a bunch of self-conscious sub-fucking guys going around looking for confidence. A confidence that never came. Except for to the one guy who the guru said, stop looking for confidence, you fucking cornball. Yet we have the people who think they're smart, sitting in the crowd, having someone beat off on their eyes. And we have the other people who think that they're enlightened or smart, beating off in everyone's eyes, sitting on stage. And everyone's like, oh, oh, he's so happy. Bust on me more, I think I'm starting to get it. So gurus, nah, you need friends, you need partners. You need acquaintances. You don't need goo motherfucking ruse. You need friends, acquaintances, business partners, you know, goal-oriented partners. And you need moments. You need moments in your life. Moments. I mean moments. You need the moment just for the sake of the moment. You need to be there for that moment. You need to feel what it's like to the rush of what it's like to actually be in a moment. To just be in the moment instead of in the future all the time. To have that moment. You pass by moments. I have moments. Alright, moments have me sometimes, I guess. But, uh, so yeah, I think that's what you need is you need moments. And you just need partners, acquaintances, and friends. Especially if you want to get ahead in business or life or something like that. The least thing you need is a guru. I've gotten business gurus, you know. Everyone could save me time by saying, hey, go walk in front of a crowd of 10,000 people and just tell them they work for you now. And y'all think that's far-fetched, which to me is far-fetched. How could that be far-fetched? You guys and me and all of us are a bunch of monkeys working for a bunch of other monkeys. There's one CEO at your company. There's 300 employees. So somebody somewhere came along and said, hey, I'm in control now. They used leverage to do it, maybe. But they came around and they said, I'm in control now. And everyone said, why are you in control, mate? Now, the real question is, why are they not in control? Well, because they didn't create the identity of walking up there and being like, I'm in control, like the guru did, who busted on everyone's face. So the nature of the world is a sub-dom relationship. And the question at the end of the day is, where do you want to be in the spectrum of all of that? And that is a personal decision. That's not an enlightenment question. That's not a right or wrong thing. Unfortunately, you have to make a choice with no data. Unfortunately, the world is not data created for you to make a right choice. Unfortunately, it's just a bunch of shit that happens. So, I would advise you the same thing that Buddha's guru that he found, Siddhartha found. I'd advise you the same thing that he advised you, which is the thing that I learned from my little spiritual experience. I was told, never sell anything ever again by yourself. And so we end our quest for enlightenment today 
and we accept enlightenment as an infinite thing that we do not have to go create. Much love, you guys. This is the American Entrepreneur Podcast. Take this and be in your moments. If you can, shift reality to a view that's configured for you to succeed and for other people to also succeed. Determine where you want to be on the spectrum. Whether you want to be super submissive in life or super dominant in life and hold that position. But don't think your ass is smart. Convincing yourself having a guru beat off in your eyes means that you're actually learning something or that the guru's smart for beating off in a bunch of people's eyes. Much love.